I started painting my fucking house. Woo! Yo! God damn! You bitches, her house is huge. It's, Do you know what that means? It's got a lot of it's got a lot of wall space. Do you have a ladder tall enough? Oh, I have a Brandon tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah, the, he gets on a ladder and then he can reach up there. Actually, I think he could just reach with like the long fucking roly poly thing. Oh, like a, a stick. <laughs> yeah, with the roller on it. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that has to be a long ass stick because you guys got like vaulted ceilings and shit. I mean, it sounds fancy when you say it like that, but yeah, it is pretty fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this bougie ass bitch over here, Kevin. Came She's in. got a chandelier. <laughs> I do have a chandelier. It's pretty plain. <laughs> it is like the first like iteration of, of chandelier. <laughs> well, Kevin is the guy that got us our fucking paint. Thanks, Kevin. Ooh, good looking out, Kev. Right? And he came over and he's like, oh, I thought your walls were a lot higher. And I was like, how fucking tall did you think our house was? <laughs> it's already like double a normal one. Well, because you don't have anything on your walls either. So like, it they look fucking ginormous. Yeah. Like, I would not want to paint your house. No. I don't want to paint my house. My house is teeny tiny. Yeah. It's a, it's a goddamn disaster. But it's fun and it looks really pretty. And we did the light color and we're going to do a darker color because we so modern. You got an accent wall, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. it goddamn accent side of our house (laughs) we were like just everything over there (laughs) i think that's how accent walls work yeah but like our house doesn't have you have a very open floor plan (laughs) i want to punch myself we'll call it that it's a goddamn cave the whole thing is just a cave they're like do you want a room in your house (laughs) with with bedrooms just like sticking off the side wings (laughs) oh yeah there's never go in the west ring never go in the west wing i said ring yeah you know okay so, Aaron, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn <laughs> is, is that you're painting your house. <laughs> no, it is. It correlates, corresponds. It goes with the fact that I'm painting the house because uh-huh. my husband's real good at fixing holes in walls and stuff like well, that. Well, he's real good at making holes in walls, <laughs> and then so I'm sure he's real good at fixing them now. He has learned how to fix them because he's real good at making them. Uh-huh. I, however, have never once made a hole in a wall uh-huh. ever, like yeah. in my life, because I don't wait. That's a lie. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I have never soberly made a hole in a wall. Yeah, I don't think anyone has. <laughs> uh, Brandon does all the time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, Brandon, I don't know, he had a screwdriver and he just like, pop, stabbed the wall. And I was like, what Why? are you doing? Because he was going around fixing holes. And so he's like, oh, I'm just going to fix them. And then, I don't know, he had a screwdriver in his hand. So he's just like, I'm just going to fucking bust the hole right here. And Why? He, and he did. And then I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> to make more work? Stop that. Yeah. And then I was like, but. Give me that screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got to repair that. Can I try? (laughs) Did it feel good? Oh my god, it was the weirdest thing in the world because I've never, like, purposely done something destructive to my house before. (laughs) You're (laughs) such a rebel. (laughs) It felt like it. I, like, went to stab it and I was like, uh, and it didn't go through the first time because I was like, You little weakling. I'm so strong. I have no idea. No, I was trying to hold back. Yeah. You don't need to. I was like, oh, I'm so strong. I'm going to hold back my strength because I don't want to bust through this and then my hand go through the wall and then it goes out the stucco, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then now we're repairing stucco and and we just learned dry wall outside wall yeah Yeah. that sounds harder that's up on like the third story what would be on the outside so no No one's one's reaching that yeah yeah you need a triple ladder for that yeah so i uh i tried it it didn't work and then i had to do it a couple times and i realized (laughs) that i think that i would be really bad at stabbing a person yeah i mean if you can't even stab drywall yeah it took me a couple of times to be like okay and even then it wasn't great but i did get the hang of it did it hurt your hand no i think my adrenaline was going (laughs) 
like running in place afterwards like i've never felt so alive i was like giddy and my husband's like yeah <laughs> that's why i did it while. and oh then he did God. it a bunch of times like kah, kah, kah. <laughs> dude your kids are gonna grow up so fucked up if yeah. they witness this they're yeah. like uh yeah my parents were nuts they just <laughs> fucking stabbed holes in walls for no reason i think they were at grandpa's house that day was there alcohol involved stone cold sober I think that was Stone Cold Sober wow. at that point because wow. we were still fixing the shit that needed to be fixed before we even got into the painting. Oh, my God. Did Brandon repair the holes or are there just holes in your wall now? Oh, there's, yeah, they're painted holes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he repaired them and they look beautiful. You oh, can't even tell. Nice. And then I put a bookshelf in front of it so that later on in life, someone will come by and be like, these look like patched up little holes. <laughs> like, what the like fuck shit. happened here? <laughs> there was like 10. <laughs> oh, home improvements. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, Stacy. Yep. Give me your goddamn. All right, so the other day I'm driving down the street. I don't I don't know where the fuck I was going because we're not allowed to go anywhere. But evidently I was in the car. Yep. And my son was in the back seat, and he goes, "Mom, how come sometimes we have holes in our eyes?" And I like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I glanced back, and this motherfucker had his pointer shoved into like the corner of his eye, like first knuckle in, <gasps> and he was like giggling, like, "How come we have holes in our eyes?" And I was like, "What the fuck did I just witness?" <laughs> Why did he do that? Because he's going to be a serial killer. (laughs) I don't know. But I was like, oh, don't do that. And I'm driving and I almost drove us off the fucking road because it scared me. Like, it shocked me. All right, I'll drive. (laughs) Okay, I'll pay attention. (laughs) Shit. I forgot I was driving for a second. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he was just shoving his finger into his eye. And I said, don't do that. And he was like, why? And then I said coronavirus or some shit. But I didn't want to tell him that he's a psycho. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his finger was in there so far. Because people will look at you weird. (laughs) (laughs) People will judge you, honey. Put him down. So, Stacy. Yeah, Aaron. I believe that it is time for murder. Bum, 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 bum. Are you ready for some murder? Of course I am. Are you ready for some good times? That's exactly what I said I am. (laughs) Well, it's your turn to go first. Okay, I will go first. Tell me about it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of I Said Goddamn. It's episode 83. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) I seriously do this every motherfucking time. Got him. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway, okay, so this week I'm going to tell you about Kevin Ray Underwood. In August of 2006, 26-year-old Kevin Ray Underwood was living alone in an apartment complex in Purcell, Oklahoma. All right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping across the plain. Is that what they say there? Is that their tagline? It's a song. Oh, okay. (laughs) From a musical. Ooh, you so fancy. Oklahoma. (laughs) Good name. Good name for it. (laughs) All right. So he was described as a shy, lonely guy who worked as a grocery store clerk, and he spent most of his time inside and online. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. These are are red flags as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Also, us, minus working at a grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But we're red flags. We are walking red flags. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt about that. Like, she just likes murder. <laughs> okay, so... Don't uh, look at her bookshelf. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, at work, he was nicknamed Zombie Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Because he would talk about weird shit, like preparing organs, like, to eat. At Was work. he a butcher at the grocery store? No. Did he have a reason to be talking about it? Just like talking about cooking organs. <laughs> In what way was he preparing them? I don't know. See, I was thinking maybe it was like, do you like liver? Because if you add onions, that's delicious. In which case, like, in retrospect, you'd be like, he talked about organs, but like... Animals have livers. Yeah, yeah. People eat livers and onions all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he was like, 
Like, what part of the meat on a human would be a steak? And everyone's like, that guy's a fucking <laughs> yeah. psychopath. Yeah, maybe that was where it was going. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's where they're trying to lead you anyway. All right. All right. I oh. mean, I've thought it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Not, like, to eat it, but, like, if you were to cut a person, what would be the cut? Oh, I don't even know what the cuts are on, like, animals, so I have no fucking clue. Oh, I see the diagrams all the time, and I still don't have any idea. So. Yeah, it'll be, like, pork shoulder, and it's, like, a beef ass, and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get where you came. <laughs> Which shoulder is this? <laughs> the bottom shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's like a hip. Yeah. Why don't we call it beef hip? <laughs> It's not as appetizing. That's what I need to know. Okay, so Zombie Kevin, he would make those weird comments about, like, fucking cooking up organs or whatever. And he would also say shit like, one day I'm just going to snap and kill somebody. Also, I mean, it's valid. It could happen. <laughs> Some people have said it. You legit just talked about how you practice stabbing somebody with a fucking Phillips head screwdriver into your drywall. A. Never specified the tool. Can't blame that on me. <laughs> I am speculating wildly. I'm sure it was a Phillips head. It was. Ever. Yeah. Why would I do it with a flathead? Yeah. That'd be weird. It'd was be it a flathead? It was a flathead. Dumb asshole. It was a flathead. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You cannot equit. Uh, quit. Don't equit. <laughs> Every time. Equity. Every, t- <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, He was very active on MySpace and some other fucking blogs that were probably very unique to his specifications. What year is this? Uh, 2006. Makes sense. (laughs) That's what I was going to guess. I was going to say, what year is this? 2006? (laughs) Crushed it. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Uh, And so on MySpace and his blogs, he would leave ramblings about eerie and creepy topics like, quote, if you were a cannibal, what would you wear to dinner? End quote. And then what? And then he would like answer his own questions. And I don't know if that's because no one was posting or if he was like, you know, if you want to know what I would wear, he would say shit like the skin of last night's dinner. That's what he would wear. The skin of last night's dinner. First of all, you'd have to dry it and fashion it into a coat. Yeah, like you have to tan that shit. Yeah, that's not just, you just like you can't wear the floppy last skin. night's dinner. Yeah, were you just draping it over your shoulders? Oh, so wet. That's what I was thinking. Yuck. That's gross. Yeah, I would wear formal. <laughs> that's good to know you know i feel like i would just come as i am you know yeah yeah just like this yeah. because cannibals walk amongst us that's right you're like everyday people ah. and who do i have to impress my guest is on the table and being eaten okay so the guy's a little weird right yeah on august 17th 2006 10 year old jamie bolin left her home to go to the library Uh, Jamie was a fifth grader who lived in the same apartment complex as Kevin and lived with her father in an upstairs unit across the breezeway from Kevin. The fuck is a breezeway? I just figured it was a hallway. All right. (laughs) The breeze goes through. It's just real breezy up in this hallway. So Jamie leaves her home on her bike and after not returning home from the library when she was supposed to, her father called the police and ended up filing a missing persons report and an Amber Alert was released. Oh, shit. Yeah, because she did not come home. Well, good. They were on top of it. Yep. And the whole neighborhood was like, mother fuck, she is one of ours. We need to find her. Yeah. And so they come out in like full force and they're all concerned about Jamie's whereabout and they start looking for her. Everybody starts searching for her. Mm-hmm. And Kevin even joins in on the search. Oh, this is weird. You kind of ones. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of know where this is going. Listen, yeah. I kind of have an idea yeah. that fucking zombie Kevin had yeah. something to do with it. Yeah. Perhaps. And he went looking for her? Yeah. That's like, like the worst with thing the you family can do. family and shit. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. Yep. So he was like, oh, no, not our Jamie. And then he started looking around. Ugh. 
After two days, with no leads or any kind of hints on where the fuck Jamie is, police decided to set up checkpoints in an attempt to find her. All right. Like, they're stopping cars and being like, do you have a kid in here? Yeah. Yeah. Have you kidnapped a person? You ain't from these parts. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't from around. Yeah. Yeah. Then on April 14th, which is two days after Jamie went missing, mm-hmm. at 3.45 p.m., police stop a red pickup truck at one of the checkpoints. And this truck was actually the second vehicle to go through this checkpoint, and in it was Kevin Underwood. Okay. And he was the passenger, and his father was driving the truck. Okay. So they're like, hey guys, what's going on? Is his dad fucking roped into this shit too? You'll find out. Was he like, hey dad, can you help me move this trunk? (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry about what's inside there, just a bunch of old books. Just books, let's throw them in the river. Yeah, they're very embarrassing (laughs) about vampires. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do with all my old books. (laughs) You wouldn't be interested. I'd help you throw them in the river. (laughs) And then I'd take them. (laughs) Kevin was acting very strange when they were questioning them, just on a routine little stop. And they noticed that his behavior was odd. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, why don't you step out of the car and come with me and go talk to this FBI agent that we have on standby. Oh, shit. That would make me shit myself. Yeah. I'd be like, no, no, no. no, Oh, uh, oh, okay. Like, I need a lawyer. Like, First suspicious all. enough to make you get out of a car and go talk to an FBI guy? What yeah. the fuck was he doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, wasn't me. Don't know where she's at. Like, Jamie? You talking about, about the missing girl? <laughs> Are you talking about the missing girl, Jamie? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know where she is. She lives right next to me, though. Yeah. I don't know where she went. I looked for her. <laughs> I helped. Yeah. Don't look here. It's fucking weird. Super weird. The FBI agent asks him about Jamie's disappearance. And he mentioned, Kevin mentions that he had seen her the morning that she had disappeared. And it was revealed that in the timeline of events, along with other neighbor eyewitnesses who saw Kevin, that he was one of the last people to see her that day. Mm-hmm. So he's placing himself at the scene of the crime. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I saw her at this time. And then the neighbors were like, yeah, we saw Kevin talking to Jamie. Mm, fucking weird. Yep. There's no reason that a grown person should be talking to a child. No, and he's 26. Mm-mm. She's 10. Mm-mm. There's no reason. That's the only not your time friend. you're like, get your bike off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, or get off my lawn. Yeah. Or I'm gonna yeah. throw shit at you yeah, until yeah. you get off my lawn. Yeah, that's not the conversation he was having. You'll no. find out. All right. Kevin was like, oh, yeah, I saw her, and she was wearing a blue tank top. But her missing persons report said that she was wearing a different fucking color. I don't know, like pink or some shit. Oh. And he oddly had, like, a lot of details about her, and this made him, like, a huge person of interest. Yeah. They're like, uh, hold the fuck up. You're the last person to see her, and also, you know, like, a lot of details. Yeah. That's suspicious. So he ends up having, like, a 35-minute interview with the FBI agent without his father present, which, Mm. I mean, he's fucking 26 years old. Well, yeah, but his dad was in the car with him. Like, what? his dad was obviously not being fucking suspect enough to be pulled over. Yeah, I guess. Were they like, go on, sir, you can go about your day. We're going to keep your son. Carry on. I'm not sure what his dad was doing. His dad might have been like, what's going on? And they asked some questions, and he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, like a normal person might react. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're just going to need to talk to your son for a minute. <laughs> Why don't you go have a seat right over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right, so... He has this 45-minute interview with the FBI agent, and Kevin agrees to let the police search his apartment. Okay. Because I guess he was suspicious enough that they were like, we just need to poke around your dwellings. And he didn't get a lawyer. And he did not lawyer up. He was like, fuck yeah, you can come inside. Come look at all my shit. Yeah. Look at all my vampire books. (laughs) (laughs) And they- Don't look in my fucking deep freezer. Yeah, look away from there. Don't check my oven. Yeah. (laughs) The police immediately take him to his apartment and he leads them inside and everything was going great and Kevin was like nice and calm until the investigator opened Kevin's closet door. Okay. And in there they found a plastic storage bin that was duct taped shut. 
Okay. Did he not think that they were going to check your closet? I don't know. Where do people mostly hide stuff? Isn't that like the whole fucking metaphor? Cleaning out my closet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the investigator's like, so what the fuck's up with this thing? This looks pretty fucking suspicious, right? Yeah. And he's like, I've got an ecosystem in there. Don't open it. Yeah. It's very fragile and you'll fuck it all up. It's very important. And I know biology. So later, loser. Uh, No, Kevin instead is like, oh, that's totally normal. I have my comics in there and the duct tape is to keep moisture out because they are collectibles. Mm -hmm. So the investigator's like, all right, I'm just going to fucking check this shit out. And he lifts the corner of the storage bin up. Mm -hmm, Because it wasn't fucking sealed that well. Yeah, exactly. No, I get (laughs) He's so strong. He ripped through the duct tape. Yeah. And when he lifted the corner, the investigator saw a blue tank top right at the top. Um, Right in the corner, lifted up, saw a shirt. Uh huh. And, and he's so, like, those aren't comic books? Yeah, those aren't comic books. And remember that Kevin said that she was wearing a blue shirt? Uh-huh. So the investigator was like, uh, the fuck's going on here? And Kevin was like, oh, those aren't comic books. I forgot. I put clothes in there. I have clothes in there. And they're like, why the fuck is it duct tape, right? Yeah. And he was like, to keep the humidity out, to keep <laughs> the comic books out. Yeah, exactly. I don't need comic books getting mixed up with my clothes. And then Kevin pauses and he says, go ahead and arrest me. And so the investigator asks, where is she? And Kevin replies, I hit her and I chopped her up. (gasps) Hid or hit? Hit. Hit. Wackadoodle. Ugh. Yeah. And so the investigator went ahead and opened the lid to the container. No. Arrest him first. Did he arrest him first? He gets arrested. Spoiler alert. But, like, I'm sure he was like, (laughs) (laughs) if I were an investigator, that's what I would do. Like, rip the lid off all quick. Like, what? (laughs) I wouldn't. Because in every movie, he would turn and be like, let me open this tub. And then he'd go to do it. And he'd get hit in the back of the head by the guy that's behind him. Yeah. And then he'd be in the next tub. I'd be in the next tub. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you'd have seen the bodies. Remember how I wanted to wade through the water? (laughs) Yeah. Poking dead bodies. All right. So he... Opens it up, and in there is Jamie's lifeless body, and she was naked, and her clothes were folded on top of her, which is that corner that the investigator had peeled up. He folded her clothes? Yeah. I wrote folded, so. I mean, he's not a monster. (laughs) Actually, he is. He's pretty fucking awful. Sounds like it. Mm, That's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Weird Uh, priorities. Super weird. But it gets weirder. Her neck had been slashed from ear to ear, but she wasn't chopped up, like he said. I guess she had a bunch of cuts all over her. So he cut her up. Yeah. Maybe that's what he said. And the cop was like, he said he chopped her up. Oh, he says multiple times that he chopped her up. Like, when he's in prison later, he's like, I chopped her up. But he didn't chop her up. That's weird. That's weird. Yep, yep. An autopsy showed that she had actually died due to lack of oxygen and not from the knife slash. Ugh. Yeah. Was she dead first? Yes, before she ended up. In there? Slashed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, well, I'm assuming because she didn't die from the knife slash. So I think it was like more of a killed her and then was going to butcher her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Weird fantasy thing. Yep. Exactly. So investigators also found on the scene in his room meat tenderizer and skewers. And it was theorized that he was planning on using those to prepare her corpse for consumption. Skewers? Yeah, skewers. For, like, kebabs? Yeah. Well, they were just, like, skewers. That's weird. Yeah, super weird. It's super weird. He mentions it later, so... um, He ends up confessing later that he had dangerously weird cannibalistic fantasies, and that his when he was growing up, his father was a butcher for trade, and so his whole life he had always dreamed of butchering a human Ugh. and then eating the meat. 
So he devised this plan to attack someone so that he could finally fulfill that need. Ugh. That is fucking disgusting. Super gross. Also, his dad was a butcher. You called that earlier. You said something like, is he a butcher at the grocery store? And I was like, no. Oh, I did. But his father was. I already forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so smart. You are so smart. (laughs) Uh, Kevin confessed that he had lured Jamie in with the promise of playing with his pet rat and watching an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. That sounds like a good time. (laughs) (laughs) A pet rat? SpongeBob? I'm there. You had me at hello. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. And so, like I said, Jamie was riding her bike to the library, right? So she had her bike with her, and I'm guessing she either brought it in or left it outside or Mm -hmm. something like that. But uh, the moment that they got into his apartment, he immediately attacked her. He grabbed a wooden cutting board and began to hit her on the top of the head, as well as the upper back, and, like, knocking her out or stunning her. Yeah. Stunning her. (laughs) I don't fucking know. I don't know if she was all the way out or what, but he was doing some damage. Yeah. While he was hitting her, she was screaming, oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh my god, that's so sad. I know. I don't I don't even know like why was she saying sorry? Probably cuz she thought she did something wrong. I don't know. Oh my god, don't say that. That breaks my heart. Well, I don't know why else a kid would apologize. I don't know either. Okay, so then he used duct tape in his bare hands to suffocate her Ugh. and while he was like choking her or whatever, she was like vomiting throughout the attack and Oh stuff. my god. Yeah, so it wasn't a fun way to go. Uh yeah. which I can't imagine any way to go would be no but uh especially for particularly a little baby. horrific yeah she thought she was gonna fucking watch spongebob man i get to play with a rat yeah i'm not sure if he actually had a pet rat i'm sure he did <laughs> he, he sounds, sounds like, like he did <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so real quick trigger warning this is fucked up when she was dead he had intercourse with her corpse Blech. an autopsy showed that there was sexual assault but the examiner couldn't determine if, if it had occurred pre or post-mortem but he said it was after she was dead. He then proceeded to cut her throat from ear to ear. Ugh. And his plan was to drain the body of the blood so that he could then butcher the corpse so that he could cook the meat and fulfill that fantasy, right? Yeah. For one reason or another, he didn't actually go through with all of that. And instead, he put her body in the plastic storage bin and sealed it with tape. Oh, swept up. He then took her bike and he dismantled it and hid it under his bed, which investigators found. Okay. So double incriminating as if the body wasn't enough. Well, listen. (laughs) He then told investigators that he had fantasies of making a child watch porn and have sex with him. That's fucking gross. Super gross. Ugh. Um, He also confessed that he had wanted to stick skewers through her cheeks and needles in her eyes. Why? So maybe that's why the skewers were there. I don't fucking know. (gasps) You know, like, those tribes that had... Yeah. That did that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like that. Maybe he was into... Some weird body modifications. I think I think he was just like a psycho. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess they also found a Barbie in his room with needles in its head or some shit. But who didn't have that? I was gonna say <laughs> the same thing. I was like, everyone had that one Barbie with the shaved head that I mean, was colored with like fucking permanent marker. Yeah, like and kind of eyes some are black. <laughs> pins in it like Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, but a little weird if you're 26. Yeah, yeah. Jamie had died before anyone even knew she was missing. Holy shit. So, like, he killed her instantly. And, like, his her dad, obviously, wasn't expecting her back for a while, so. Yeah. That's so sad. Okay, it gets a little crazier. But, I mean. I think, anyway. On the one hand, it's probably better that way, right? Like, she wasn't tortured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering the circumstances and how fucking weird this guy was, it's a blessing that she was already dead when he did all the other shit. Yeah. Ugh. 
Okay, it turns out that Jamie's involvement was total happenstance. She was just an easy target because she lived so close to Kevin. Mm -hmm. And she happened to be walking by him that morning that he had decided, like, the next person that passes me, I'm going to do this to. Oh. Evidently, there was actually another potential victim that morning, and it was a woman who was just out and about. But he was like, I can't overpower her. And then there was another child, but I guess Jamie was, like, smaller and easier. Ugh. Prey. And so he chose her. While investigators were at Kevin's house, this is the part I think is crazy. Uh So while they're at his house and they find the body, Jamie's family is outside of his window holding a vigil for her. Like out in the area, the fucking, I don't know, grassy knoll, the breezeway. Yeah. Holding a vigil for her. And they have no idea what's going on in there. How do they not know? Well, aren't there like fucking FBI people? busting down his door and I'm they're sure like they're a that's little, probably not related to this case i'm sure they're not like in full fucking service like spiral wire in the ear gear they're they just all like, have the jacket that says <laughs> fbi on the back i'm sure they're not busting through in it they're like the family's right outside let's just go in all casual you know nothing related here they just look like normal people i'm guessing okay okay so then um they find the body and they're like you are under the fuck arrest. <laughs> uh-huh. You're not walking out of here, you know, fucking free. But I can't just, like, put you in handcuffs and take you out there because that family is going to be like, the fuck? And they're going to eat you alive and probably us alive. Yeah, They're yeah. going to kill us all. Yeah. So they had to, like, arrest him, but without handcuffs. They were like, just come with me to the car. Just casually walk by so that they don't fucking kill you because yeah. her dad's out there. Yeah, you're going to die. And the family later was like, had we known, we would have killed him. Like, if we yeah. knew that's what was going on, he would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't even know their baby girl was found yet. Like, they were still out there like, oh, where is she? Holding the vigil. Oh, my God. That's so sad. And they, so like, sad. found her body, like, 10 feet away in somebody's fucking closet. That's awful. Ugh. That's the craziest part to me. Yeah. I don't know why it trips me out. Okay, so a few months after his arrest... As police were searching Kevin's online activities, which is always fun, mm-hmm. they found out that he had messaged an online friend that he wanted to ch- write a children's book that involved anal sex. Ew, that's not a kid's book. Who's going to buy that? First of all, <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> what's the what's the kid like? C-spot, run. <laughs> yeah. C-spot, oh. try butt sex. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Also, on his computer, they found pictures of autopsies of women. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could acquire those, but evidently you can on the deep dark interwebs. Can't you watch a whole fucking series on it on HBO? Yeah, but they like blur the people out. Oh, I never actually watched it because I was like, that does not look interesting. Oh, it's very interesting. You're missing out. <laughs> okay, so Kevin's mom and dad testified. Like, I don't know if it's for or against, like, witness testify, testification. <laughs> testify (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it was like witness testimony to like his character or some shit but they testified that they hadn't been to kevin's apartment for a long time like over a year they hadn't been there who's testifying this uh his mom and dad kevin's mom and dad yeah kevin's mom and dad they show up and they're like yo bt dubs we didn't know what he was up to had no fucking clue didn't know this was happening they knew that he had mental health issues like he was taking lexapro or some shit for depression or whatever but they didn't realize that it was this bad. Mm-hmm. Kevin was eventually sent to trial and he was facing the death penalty. He never denied that he had murdered Jamie, but he fought the death penalty sentencing, saying that it would be cruel and unusual punishment since he was mentally unstable at the time of the attack. That's kind of bullshit. I mean, it's bullshit, but I don't doubt that he was mentally unstable. Yeah, for sure. But, like... Yeah, you still can't kill a kid. There was, like, a lot of steps involved. <laughs> True. You know? And then hiding like, from yeah, hiding it and then yeah. going out and searching with the family. Yeah. No, no, no. 
Yeah. He deserves death. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever his state will give out. Which I always say, but I'm always like, I don't know if I could actually convict somebody to death, like, or sentence them. I think I could only because they wouldn't then actually die from it because the state would be like, all right, in 57 years is your execution date. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I'm, I'll be dead by then. So. Yeah, so then I won't feel so bad. Yeah, exactly. Or like, he'll be dead by then. So. Yeah. I'm always like, but who am I? Who am I to say what should happen? Huh. I'll say you're a dick and you did that thing and then somebody else can figure out what you should fucking have to pay for. I'll judge the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're my best. Openly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so initially Jamie's family had shown mercy and they didn't want him to get the death penalty either because they were like, Aww. you know, like obviously some shit was wrong. But then they like found out what he did to her and they were like, fry him, yeah. kill him, don't care. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, no. Never mind. Yep. Fuck that guy. His trial had a ton of security because during one of the hearings, some rando person, not even associated with the case, bust into the courtroom and was calling him a baby killer and, like, rushing him. Oh. Yeah. Busy day for the bailiff, right? <laughs> Fuck, man. I thought we were just going to have a normal day. going to be cool. Yeah. No. And this random guy's like, baby killer, because it was obviously getting a lot of publicity. Yeah. Uh, it only took the jury 20 minutes to deliberate. And somebody had, like, the judge or some shit was like, it's going to take the jury longer to pick a foreman than it will for them to, like, convict this person. Because one person isn't going to want to come out and be like, give him death. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, I think it's more like it was a joke. Like, it takes longer to pick who's going to run the show. Yeah. But everybody knows that he fucking did it. Uh, oh, I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep that yep. makes sense. Yep. 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 So they find him guilty of first degree murder and they sentence him to death. And that's the end of my story. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Holy that's shit. Yeah. That was a bit of a doozy. That one was kind of gross. I didn't like that one. And it took me a couple days to, like, research it, and I kept being like, uh, I just don't want to think about it. Yeah. You know when you read it once and write it once, and then you could just carry on until we have to talk about it? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, this was real fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But this kept getting brought up, and it just wasn't fun. Mm. So you're pretty fucked up. Those poor parents. I know. That's the worst fucking part. Mm. Like, I don't like she's it. She's just going to the goddamn library. And you know what sucks, too, is you never can find enough information on the victim. Like, everything was like, she was quiet and she was nice and she was kind, but I don't know. She evidently likes Spongebob. Like, I don't know. And rats. Yeah. And books. She sounds like she would have been my bestie. Uh, yeah. Samesies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every 10-year-old girl is probably like, holy shit, those are my top three things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Some might like makeup. That's <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, goddamn. Yeah, goddamn, Stacy. Thanks. All right, Aaron, give me your murder story of the week. Well, <laughs> I was going to say month, but, you know. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you about Jack Unterweger. Oh, Unterweger. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> I feel like you should just commit to it. I did. <laughs> you said it and you meant it. All right, it is, obviously, uh-huh. set in Austria. Ooh, Jack was born in 1950 in Steiermark, which is in Austria. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to say any of these names right or any of these places right. I believe in you. Fucking bear with me. Yes. So, his dad was an American soldier and his mom was a Viennese prostitute. Oh, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. And it was in 1950. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. He grew up with his mom and he didn't know his dad and he lived with his grandpa in a one-room cabin. Okay. Great. Yep. His grandpa... Happened to be an alcoholic. Who isn't? Right? Come on. And he was abusive. Oh, that sucks. Not that. So. And when he was with his mom, he was around other prostitutes and pimps. Ooh. So 
good start in life, right? Yeah. So since he had such a fucking upstanding upbringing, childhood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he skipped school all the time, and he was kind of a bad kid, Ooh. right? Yeah. Ooh. Little bad boy. Ooh. He was first arrested when he was 16 years old. Oh, Jesus. For assaulting a prostitute. Well, bro. Mm-hmm. Rude. First of all, at yeah. 16. Well, also, like, come on, man. That's like your mom's peeps. Yeah. And like, nice. How do you have the money for a toot, first of all? Well, maybe that's why he assaulted her. Oh, maybe. He's just like, yeah, I got it back home. Come on. Assault. 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 Possibly. So from the ages of 16 to 25, he racked up 16 assault convictions. Jesus. And spent the majority of the time in prison. Okay. And by majority, I mean, like, out of the nine years, he was only free for one. Oh, wow. And I don't think it was consecutive. It wasn't all together. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> this sounds, you know, a little rough. Yeah. So. Okay. He had a good time, right? Okay. During this time, he was also, at one point, a pimp to a girl that he forced Ugh. into prostitution. He sounds awful. He is. Ugh. In 1976, he was out of prison, and he got a toot, and mm-hmm. his temper gets the better of him, and he starts to beat the shit out of her oh my God. with an iron bar. Oh. Yeah. That's worse. Then, he strangled her with <gasps> her own stockings. Oh. Yeah. He was caught. Okay. And during his trial, he said that he had envisioned his mom, and he was killing her. Whoa! That's some deep-seated shit. Mommy issues? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Okay. Story's that's, over. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. And then it ended, right? And that's all I have to say about Jack Unterweger. But he escaped. <laughs> no. But he also killed a lot of other people in the one year he was out. So. Okay. While he was in prison, he was like, I'm going to fucking better myself, right? Oh. Like every dude in prison. A Saint Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he started writing, and he wrote plays and poems. Oh, a fucking Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let me hear about it. And he wrote a novel. Oh. And he a wrote... A novella. Uh, yes, a telenovela, <laughs> but on books. <laughs> a, a novel novella. <laughs> a novel novella. <laughs> an essay novella. He also wrote an autobiography, which made him relatively famous among some pretty influential people. What? In prison or, like, in life? In life. Like, he was in prison and he was like, I'm so fucking contrite for all of my murders. Contrite, good word. Yeah. (laughs) Hate you. (laughs) You're welcome. And he's like, you know, he was being really real during it. He's like, these are the urges that I had and I Mm. no longer have them. And, Mm. you know, it was a rough time in my life. And I am better. Yeah. My mom was a prosty and so yeah that's why i did all this shit right okay so these influential people were like whoa that's cray and <laughs> wow yeah and then these pre-instagram influencers <laughs> <laughs> they actually petitioned to get jack out of prison because he's a stand-up guy now right no he's fucking reformed stacy no. just because he writes telenovelas <laughs> That move you. Yeah. That's what, that's the number one characteristic of a fucking serial killer is they move you. Yeah. 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 He's so charming. But he loves only me. Yeah. He would never hurt me. I'm special. Yeah. I'm different and I'm going to fix him. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to wear you like the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You might fit me better. You're more my size. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Sweetie, never with you. Yeah. Okay. So. After serving 14 years in prison, Jack was paroled on May wow. 23rd, 1990. So just write a goddamn book. Yeah. That's the trick. Apparently, you just have to be fucking charismatic and write an autobiography being like, sorry about it. <laughs> Did it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't mean to. Yeah. My bad. 
And he was interviewed and he was like, that life is over now. Let's get on with the new one, right? Yeah. So when he was released, he became basically like a pseudo celebrity. And he was now being featured on talk shows as basically the poster boy for rehabilitation. Oh my God, was he on like Dr. Phil? I mean, probably the Dr. Phil of Maury. the 90s. Maury. In Austria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maury. Maury. Oh, Montel Williams. <laughs> Fucking Sylvia Brown on there. She's mm-hmm. like, he has been reformed. Exactly. Seen to in a dream. So, poster boy for a rehabilitation. They're like, Check out how fucking great our prison system is. This guy's all better. Yeah. We did such a great job. My right? God. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing really well for himself, and he even had a pretty girlfriend that happened Ooh. to be the same age as his victim. Oh. Who was a teenager. Ew. That's by gross. that, they could mean 18. Yeah. Or 19. But probably not those teens. I didn't get the facts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But how old is he? He is, I don't know, 1990 yeah. from 50. Do the math. Mm, like 40. Crushed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so surprisingly, less than four months after Jack was released from prison, women started to go missing. Uh-oh, because we knew it was gonna happen because he's not reformed. His book is bullshit. Bullshit. On September 15th in 1990, Blanca Bakova mm, mm-hmm. was found along a riverbank. She was covered in leaves. She oh. was... She was nude, lying on her back with her legs spread and a pair of stockings tied around her neck. No, that's his MO. Yeah. Don't wear stockings. It's the first thing I'm learning. It was the 90. Fuck it. Shave your legs. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like because they were white because they never saw the sun. Well, I mean, just live with it. That's what I do. That's what I do. And like veiny or bruised. Mine are always bruised. Yellow. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Oh, God, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. So, Blanca. She was last seen at a bar with her friends, and her friends all left before her, but she was seen still at the bar talking to a man who appeared to be around 40. Oh. Which, your quick and loose math, fucking tells us that's about how old he was. I'm so smart. You are so smart. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's all anybody knew about her last whereabouts. And this 40-year-old man. Well. Who has been reformed. So reformed. A few weeks later, a prostitute named Brunhilde Masser went missing. And then a few weeks after that, another prostitute named Heidi Marie Hammerer also went missing. Jesus, okay. So, toots are coming up gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming Just up to recap. Gone. Just to recap. Coming up missing. Gone. Yeah. Coming up gone. Toots coming up gone. Toots coming up gone. Jesus. <laughs> so, I guess in Austria, they didn't have a problem with prostitutes going missing or anything like that. So they were actually really concerned with... It was like a red flag. Yeah. It's not like here where they're like, she's just tooting still. Yeah, she's probably tooting in Vegas now or a different state. And everybody's like, she hasn't tooted in a long time. Yeah, like she, has, she hasn't paid her rent, though. Yeah, so. she's like MIA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nope. This is like a... They were actually concerned. They were like, oh, fuck, let's go find these go girls. Go Austria right? for yeah, caring. right? Shit. Well, I think that it might be legal there to be a prostitute. Pretty sure. So then they're like, yeah, no... Like, we want your tax money. trusted trade. Yeah. 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 So on New Year's Eve, the body of Heidi Marie was found by hikers in the woods. Ah. And she was found pretty much the same way as Blanca, where she was on her back and she was covered in leaves. And it looked like she had been redressed and then dragged through the woods. Ew. How did they know she was redressed? I don't actually know how they knew she was redressed. Maybe there wasn't, like... like, inside out? Maybe there was, like, stuff on her body, like dirt Mm. or something. Yeah. That was covered oh, by God, the clothes. Oh, God, that's awful. I'm not positive. That's okay. just what I'm guessing. But her legs were bare, and there was a piece of a material from a slip that she was wearing that was found in her mouth. Ugh! 
And she was also strangled with her tights and had ligature marks on her wrists from being tied up. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. So a few days after this, the body of Brunhilde was found in the woods. Mm -hmm. And she had also been strangled by a pair of stockings. Oh, God. So back to Jack now, right? Okay. Let's hear about it, Jack. He's a local celebrity. All these women are coming up missing. Oh, my God. Coming up gone. Yeah. (laughs) Coming up gone. Yeah. And so the media was like, hey... You have you know about this. Shut up. Yeah, they're like, you have experience in this fucking area. What do you think is going on? Give us your advice and your opinion and your expertise. Oh, my God. Wait, yeah. that's fucking crazy. Was he like, don't worry, guys. I've got this handled. See what happened was. I don't know what his response to it was, but they were just like, fucking irony, right? And they weren't suspicious of him. They were just like, hey, give us some give yeah. us some deets. Give us the inside scoop. Yeah, give us the inside scoop of someone who has once killed a toot because he is fucking reformed. With fucking tights. Yeah. Or stockings. Yeah, like in the exact same manner. They're like, that's crazy. Maybe it's a copycat. Oh, I don't know if anyone said that. Oh, my but. God. Okay, so on March 7th, 1991, a prostitute named Elfride Shrimp, mm-hmm. she went missing, and her parents called the police to report it, obviously. Duh. But what was even more fucked up was that the parents kept getting anonymous phone calls from someone taunting them about their daughter being a prostitute. No. That's fucked up. And I guess their number wasn't listed anywhere on, like, her business information. So police and the parents believe that it was actually the person responsible for her disappearance that was calling them. Oh, God. Like, Like, they had her personal information? Yeah. Ooh. Elfride's body was found on October 5th, which was seven months later. Oh, oh. And she was decomposed and covered with leaves. No. They didn't mention the manner of death, but I'm assuming it must have been the same as the others. Yeah. And I'm she was sure. partially covered in leaves, but also that could happen after seven months. Yeah. 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 Not entirely sure, but he's being blamed for this one as well. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So then four more women go missing within a month. He is busy. Real fucking busy. Yeah. He spent a lot of time in prison and he was like, I'm going to do some fucking crimes for this time. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. There was Sylvia Zagler, Sabine Moitzi, Regina Prem, and Karen Araglu. Jesus, you just, like, nailed all of those. And also, very brave of you to pick a story with crazy-ass names where we're, like, recording live. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> I do better under pressure. <laughs> I just pretend that they're real. Yeah, except for Alfredo Shrimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't have any leads into who might be responsible for all of this, but they were, like... It's definitely a serial killer, right? Yeah. There's someone coming around that's killing all these women the same way. They are doing the same thing multiple times. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That is the definition. (laughs) Crushed it. Got it. However, Uh there was one investigator named Dr. Ernst Geiger who wasn't buying what Jack was selling. No, he wasn't picking up what he was putting down. No, he wasn't smelling what he was stepping in. Yeah. Nope. He wasn't snacking what he was packing. Nope. (laughs) Do you want more? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know if I have any more. (laughs) I wish I would have had one to follow up after you. He didn't believe that Jack was rehabilitated, as he said. Naturally, because he's smart. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was even trying to keep tabs on Jack. Oh, good. Like, "Mm, someone should keep an eye on this motherfucker, right? fucking tag his ankle and (laughs) track his movement. Which, yeah, I mean. Sounds smart. I get it. do it to ducks. I know. (laughs) I'm, I'm in. If you're, but if you're, like, I get it. If you're rehabilitated and you're out on parole. But because, maybe. But also, let's just. Like, you were once a real dangerous person. I think if just we keep an eye on follow you. your tracks, it's smart for a while. You know? <laughs> so, since Jack was a writer now, 
In June of 1991, he was commissioned by a magazine to go to L.A. and write about the crime there. Oh. They were like, hey, you can come be a part of our column. Yeah. You're obviously really good at writing about crime and stuff on account of you wrote about your own. Is nobody concerned about the liability of this man? Is nobody like, you know, listen, sure his shit sells, but like, he's killed a motherfucker before. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to work alone with him. No. If they were like, hey, look at your new office mate, I'd be like, I need to go. I'm busy today and now and forever. I think I left my stove on. But they allowed him to bring his little girlfriend along. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So don't worry about him. He's going to be fine. We're going to write about murder and also here's my very young girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So Jack did ride alongs with cops and. (gasps) No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. They were like. You feel like such a badass. Right? Being like. Like right under everybody's fucking noses. That's insane. That's like searching for the person that you killed. Yeah. That's that level. Yeah. 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 Except it's being like, hey, fucking bring me to these Hollywood prostitutes. I want to write about them because that's a crime in L.A. Oh. And. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh. He focused on. Hollywood prostitutes. Oh, my God. And he probably sampled the merch. Ew. Gross. Unsurprisingly, shortly after he arrived in L.A., a 35-year-old prostitute named Shannon Exley was found dead in Boyle Heights. Okay. She had been beaten and then strangled with her stockings. Naturally. But nobody was looking at Jack because the police in L.A. weren't familiar with his M.O. or anything. The fuck? Yeah. I feel like if you're going to hire an ex-murderer to do some shit in your city, you should be like, what? What did he do? Well, he read about it real quick. He wasn't hired by the people in L.A. He was hired by a magazine in Austria. But he's like riding along with a popo in L.A., right? Yeah, because be he's like, like, hey, I'm a part of a media from Austria from this magazine company. Yeah, he's probably not mentioning to them that he like, by the way, I'm an some people. ex-murderer. <laughs> <laughs> of prostitutes take I've, me to your prostitutes i've been paroled god don't be so judgmental <laughs> jeez yeah they didn't fucking look into it they were just like yeah, yeah get in my car yeah okay so they have no idea what his mo is yeah so he's getting on with the job and he's writing his articles all about crime and then another body was found and this was 33 year old irene rodriguez mm. and she was also found in boyle heights just 10 days after shannon okay then, 26-year-old Peggy Booth was found dead in Malibu Canyon. Jesus, this guy was busy as fuck. Yeah, he's just fucking going to town. I'm telling you, he's making up for lost time. Wow. I don't know that for a fact. I'm speculating. Yeah, but, wildly. Yeah, I mean. But that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. All three of the women had been savagely beaten before being strangled Ugh. by their stockings. And a trigger warning. Okay. To make it super extra fucked up. Okay. All three of the women had been sexually assaulted with a tree branch. Ah! No, not the branch. Yeah. Oh, not the branch. Why? Oh, Why? Oh. Why? What kind of tree? <laughs> Fucking pine. I don't know. <laughs> it's L.A. Palm tree? Ah. Yeah. I don't know. Palm trees don't have branches. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I went, ah. It's the whole they fucking palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The fronds would be worse. Oh, they're so spiky. Oh, I'm not even talking to the microphone right now. That's probably for the best. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. I don't know why that shit fucks me up so much. I don't like it. And I... Because that shit don't never enter into a body. No. That's why it fucks you up. That's Splinters, awful. Why would you do that? Dirt. I that's don't know. Terrible. I don't understand the sexual gratification from it. I'm going to throw up. I don't feel good. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Pretty fucking gross. Don't like it. When they were alive? I don't know that. Oh, and God. I don't want to know that. Oh, God. But probably. But I don't know that. Oh, my God. All of them? All three of them. 
Different locations? L.A. They could be all different branches, all different (laughs) kinds of trees. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this. Okay. There were also accounts of a Jane Doe in San Diego. No. Yes. With a similar mode of death, but no one ever tries to convict Jack of this one. Okay. So. But. We can just pretend that he wasn't in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I like that. So Jack and his girlfriend go back home to Austria, and then they pretty much immediately go traveling. Their trip was going to take them through Switzerland, France, Canada, and then back oh, to the they're U.S. Travel the goddamn world, dude! Every time someone from another country goes traveling, they're like, "I'm just going to go fucking everywhere." Yeah, you know what? I've always wanted to go to all the places, so I'm going to go to them now. So at this point, the authorities realize that Jack is probably involved in these murders. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> Do you think one guy's like, fuck? Well, <laughs> there was literally one investigator that was like, hey, there was this case in the 70s. Oh, my God. Where it was literally the exact same thing. And everyone was like, was uh, it Jack? <laughs> not our Jack. <laughs> not our Jack. He was in L.A. <laughs> oh, my God. Where they also did it there. Oh, my God. So they go and they raid his apartment. And what do they find? A bunch of stockings. <laughs> Trophies. I don't know. Dead bodies. They find no one there. Cause oh, because he's gone. He was already gone traveling. He said later, losers. Yeah, he was like, like deuces. Go. I'm out of here. To go. People to see. Yeah, see? Yeah. His girlfriend was like, yeah, we should fucking go all these places. That'll be great. But yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. I don't know how aware she was of, like, what was going on yeah. or whatever. But she knew that he had murdered someone before. But she was like, yeah, but he loves me. Right? Oh, God. Like, oh, God. That's that such a me. dangerous place to be in. It's a fucking horrible place to be yeah. in. Also, he's in his 40-ish He's in his 40-ish. 40 slash 41, and she was a teenager. Yeah. Well, that makes me think it's, like, not willingly. I believe that she was willing. I believe that she was probably also, like, a teenager that was being manipulated slash convinced. (gasps) Like a sugar daddy, sugar baby situation? Yeah, kind of. like, I will take you to see the world. Yeah. Now put on these pants and stand on this treadmill. Don't you dare close your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Aladdin. (laughs) Every moment, red letter. Ugh, every time you sing that one part and I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> the next line is, I'll take you anywhere. Oh, I can show you the world. There That's the part you should have gone with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. The one that everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. they're out fucking traveling on their little extravaganza, right? Okay. Yep. When... Jack realized that they were looking for him. He started calling the Austrian media, and he was claiming his innocence. He was even able to convince them to write an article saying that he was innocent. Like, hey, man, it's cool. That's a weird move. Real fucking weird. Yeah. But also, he was a writer. Yeah, that's what he does. So he's he's in in the theatrics. Yeah, he probably also had connections in, like, the media to be like, and they were like yeah 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 they were like totally you didn't we got your back yeah jack (laughs) (laughs) exactly okay he also was calling the police and taunting them like oh god never gonna get this (laughs) (laughs) and so the police followed his credit card charges and apparently his girlfriend's mom was wire transferring them money because oh shit fucking girlfriend's moms always wire transfer these people money they always hook it up yeah so dumb so dumb well i mean they're like my baby girl yeah if my baby girl was on the run with a fucking once convicted murderer well they don't know that they're on the run they're just traveling the world mom i need some cash i mean maybe if my baby girl was a teenager and then 
she was with her 40 year old boyfriend and she was like i need some cash i'd be like you need a better fucking sugar daddy because yeah yeah this, this one is, is not working this situation isn't working out in your favor <laughs> this is not how that's supposed to work <laughs> and so she was wire transferring the money and the police were able to track him to miami florida wow okay they caught up with him in miami and he was taken into custody after he tried to run away but he was chased down Oh, he put up a little fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, like, he ran, like, around a building and through a fucking restaurant or something, and then they got him, and he was like, damn. <laughs> damn. That's what I would do. <laughs> like, ah, fuck, you got me. Ah, shit. I tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Side note, apparently they went to Miami because his girlfriend really liked Miami Vice. Oh. And also there are palm trees. I mean. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> yes. So, now he's being charged with 11 murders. Jesus Christ. Okay. Some were committed in Austria, some in America, and... Yep. All over the place. Three in Czechoslovakia. What about L.A.? Oh, you said America. That is... I don't know. In my brain, I was like, Miami. <laughs> True. <laughs> also in America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I guess there was some arguing among American police and the Austrian police because they both wanted to charge him. So oh, they Aust- wanted to get him. Yeah, Austria was like, fucking extradite that motherfucker. And America was like, no, nah, we got him. And Czechoslovakia was like... I don't fucking want them. <laughs> yeah, you guys can, you guys can have them. Yeah, fucking. I have no dog in this fight. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, that sounds like work. Yeah, paperwork, <laughs> actual work. Yeah, then you have to have a fucking trial. Ugh. Keep the guy in prison. Yeah, and then not release him in fucking fourteen years. Right, when he's because like, he writes a fucking book. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. you had this figured out <laughs> before. Yeah, you could have saved fucking at least eleven. That's people. so fucked up, isn't it? Oh God, isn't okay. that rough? Yeah. So in August of 1992, Jack was extradited to Austria. Okay. They won because they had more murders. All right. <laughs> yeah. And they agreed to charge him for all of the murders, like including the ones in L.A. Yeah. and fucking Miami. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. <laughs> None in Miami. Okay. That that's of. where they were living. Okay, yeah. I got you. Well, staying. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Hiding yeah, out. Yeah. So his trial started in April of 1994 and it lasted for two months. Wow. They were able to match the knots tied in the stockings from the women in L.A. as the same type of knots used on the women in Austria. That is so crazy to me because I can't imagine if you're a murderer that you're like, if I murder, I'm going to use this special kind of knot. I feel like you just go with the standard knot, right? Like, I'm tying a fucking knot. I feel like if you were born in 1950. You knew how to do all the knots? Yeah, or you were like a Boy Scout and you're like, I know that this knot will stay fucking knotted. I don't know. (laughs) Fucking... (laughs) <laughs> Pull against her. I don't know. I feel like you knew more knots and you were like, no, no, no. The box knot is the strongest. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe. But then, like, can you think about the, like, logistics of tying a box knot with some stockings while you're trying to kill somebody? I feel like you would just, like, eh, and then, like, eh. Like, it's a basic knot, right? Is that a box knot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think you have to, like, weave it and then you pull it. I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess there were also some fibers found in his car that matched one of the women or some clothes that one of the women was wearing. Ooh, not a good look, bud. I saw one article that said he had a BMW, and I was like, that makes sense because he's in Austria, which is close to Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, you knew. But I also saw another one that said that he was driving a Ford Mustang, which I was like, oh, that was probably imported. Yeah. Or that's what he was driving when he was in L.A. Possible. Yeah. At any rate. Yep. Tell me about it. There was also that whole thing about the entire M.O. matching his very first kill, right? Yep. Yep. So the jury was deliberating, and then a bomb went off. What? At the fucking courthouse. What? In Oklahoma? (laughs) No. Oh, I get it. No. I was like, bitch, this is in Austria. I thought you were tying some shit together. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. At this courthouse, at his trial. Oh, shit. Yeah. They Why? were like, whoa. Why? Uh, actually, I have no idea if it's relevant to his case or not. Okay. It just happened. Just a bomb went off. Yeah. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> that was crazy. Did you hear that? Let's continue deliberating. What? <laughs> and they did. Jesus. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, your section wasn't bombed, so. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the fucking fire alarms are going off. <laughs> the sprinklers are going. Uh. At any rate, they kept fucking deliberating. Okay. And that afternoon, he was found guilty of nine counts of murder. Wow. He was acquitted of two. Why? I don't know, but. Because the glove didn't fit. You must acquit. Yeah. It was probably just that they didn't have enough evidence. Gotcha. Like, and they were like, I mean, nine is enough. Yeah. I mean, he's going to go to prison for life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's sentenced to life in prison. Jesus. Good for him. But. At 3.40 in the morning, he was found hanging from what? the curtain rod in his cell with the string from his sweatpants. How long? Like, just a random day, 3.30 in the morning? All I saw was at 3.40 in the morning, so I'm assuming it was, like, right after he got sentenced. Like, that night oh, or morning shit, or whatever. with his own sweatpants? Yeah. Is that even long enough? I mean... What's he tying it to? The curtain rod in his shower in his cell. The curtain rod in his cell... He had a shower cell. in his cell? Jesus. Fucking right? I was like, all right, so maximum security prisons in Austria have a fucking shower in the cell? Right? Yeah, apparently. You just shower anytime you feel like it? Yeah. With your drawstrings. <laughs> and then <laughs> from, hang yourself. From your sweatpants. Wow. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, he also used the same knot that oh, was used on all those God women. God damn it, of course he did. Mm-hmm. What a poetic ending. Mm-hmm. Wow. So another fun fact is that there were a few cassette tapes that were found in his cell. Because oh, this is nineteen ninety four. Yeah, and their content has never been released <gasps> of like his own recordings. I was thinking it was like Mariah Carey or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, Brandy? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was his own recordings or what it was. It's never been released. No one was like, he was listening to the fucking Beatles right before he it's went like out. Tom Petty? Yeah, no yeah. one said anything about that. So I'm sure that there's some conspiracy theories that revolve around those fucking bad boys right there. Options. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I can't believe he was able to hang himself with his own, like, drawstring. Have you ever taken one of those out? They're actually pretty long. Same as these things. Yeah, but, like, I feel like it's not enough, but I don't know the I mean, details. you could wrap it around your neck, and then, like, if you were, like, really close to your shower. Yeah. Curtain oh, my God, that's thing. awful. Yeah. Why did he do that, though? Because he wasn't going to spend another life in prison, and he's probably like, if I write another book, it's going to have to be a hell of a doozy. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to have to really win them over this <laughs> Get time. me out of this shit. Oh, my God. Jesus. Well, goddamn. Yeah. That's a fucking lot to swallow yeah that should have been a patreon almost Uh, there's so many dead people there were a lot of dead people Mm. but also like how the system has failed (laughs) like oh yeah that was really dumb to be like but he's so cool and he wrote this book so like let him go also interesting that it definitely was like stemmed from mommy issues oh yeah like there's no way yeah absolutely and what would he do if they didn't have stockings on it was 90s it was 90 and 91 they Mm. all had stockings on Mm. I guess. All right. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, that is... That concludes the story of Jack Unterweger. Ooh. Yeah, you're getting pretty good at that. I'm just faking it. Yeah, I like it. I do, too. Do you want to sing us out? I do. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking around. We had so much fun with you. If you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to our cases, go to our website, isgdpodcast.com. You can also find links to our merchandise and our Patreon. Please come join our Patreon. It's as little as a dollar. And you can come fucking listen to some extra episodes where we talk about some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And next up is Stacy's fucking yep. story. Yep, and that's coming coming at you yesterday when this actually gets published. No. Yeah. No, you're right. I was like, I Jesus, said- we need to record it now then. <laughs> <laughs> next week, next Saturday. Yeah, it's coming at you next Saturday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to email us suggestions to cases or fucking anything, just want to say hello, you can do that at isjdpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, we are at ISGD Podcast. Yep. You can also find us on the Facebook group, the Goddamn Pod Group. Yeah, you can. Come hang out. You can see the bugs that I screamed at earlier that probably have been cut out of this episode. It's absolutely been cut out of this episode. There are so many more bugs. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And... You should snail mail Aaron. Oh, yeah. you ha- Have you checked the P.O. Box in forever? No, not since quarantine. You should do that. I really should. Yeah. Well, you can do that at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. I think that's everything. All right. Do we, we miss you guys. Oh, wait, no. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We always forget to say this one. True. But whatever the fuck you listen on, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, tell everybody about us so that <laughs> we can get more people to listen to us. Us. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Is that all? I think that's it. Bye. Bye, everybody. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from the Harpy Hour podcast. Welcome to Harpy Hour. I'm Tracy. I'm Liz. I'm Steph. We are the Harpies, and Harpy Hour is our brand new podcast featuring ridiculous stories in history, science, and entertainment. We'll each be harping on different topics every week. Things like problematic musicals, shipwreck cannibals, and spy pigeons. If this intrigues you, then Harpy Hour might be your new favorite podcast. That's H-A-R-P-Y for Harpy, and new episodes air every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, okay bye. bye. bye.